The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, we're going to try a shot. <laughs> this a is shot. a huge shot, too. Kind of a big shot. Um, it's but like it, a wine glass shot. Yeah, I Half tried... a wine glass. Yeah, I tried the, the shot glass, and Didn't it was fit. quickly filling up, and I was like, there's no way this is going to fit in here. <laughs> so it's equal parts of... Wait, what is it? Uh, it's called the orgasm. The orgasm, okay. Or just orgasm. Orgasm, okay. And it's equal parts of Bailey's, Amaretto, and Kahlua. Wow. So it's like a white Russian with an almond flavor. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it okay. tastes. Wow. I think that's the best way to go it. Just pound it? Yep. I thought I'd sip it to try and taste it. Yeah, no. You get mostly Baileys. I think you need to pound it. Oh, that's when the almond comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you sip it, you don't get the almond. When you pound it, you get the almond. Because of the weight of the liqueurs. Exactly. They, tar- they try to separate. Mm. Together as a shot, it's an enjoyable shot. Yeah. I mean, you could see dangerously in a party. You could have <laughs> lots of those. <laughs> yes, you could. You could. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. And it's fitting for our it is next fitting chapter. for our chapter <laughs> chapter three chapter three kind of an interesting chapter yeah we get way more clarity on the, her history sexually yeah well, you know, beginning phases yeah, obviously yeah her sort of first sexual encounter really right even though she didn't have penetration was her first sexual interaction yeah exactly exactly and i think that's common for lots of young people Mm-hmm. That they're experimenting and they're they're not necessarily having penetration or typical sex. They're they're fondling one another or you know masturbating or what have you. Yeah. Well, he was he was kind of surprised because surprised and embarrassed and embarrassed, right? But surprised because he ejaculated as soon as she touched him. Yeah. And I can only relate to my own early sexual experience like mm-hmm. one of the very first times that i right. had sex with a woman right i think i came in like three seconds flat right you know i'm sure the anticipation of finally another human touching you yeah. versus you know masturbating masturbating right. yeah yeah but that wasn't the interesting part of the chapter mm-hmm. the interesting part of the chapter i thought another short chapter yes the interesting part of the chapter i thought was the realization that she had that there was this relationship between fear and arousal. Mm-hmm. 
which is very much what kink, where the world of kink lives. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and saying that imprinted on her. Exactly, and it's interesting because she doesn't really describe much of a sexual experience of herself after that. She yeah. talks about how she really didn't have time for partners, and she was interested. And she in doesn't talk her about it. Her sexual. I mean, it's a sexual experience that she yes. had, but she doesn't elaborate on her attachment or part in her own sexuality. What it is, no. is she's observing how she does things. Yeah. It's in a sexual way to this person. Yeah. And she's really keened in on their reaction, like his heart was beating as fast as a mouse. His right. breathing was light. She's very Snipples aware of what hard. is happening to him, yeah. which means there's some kind of detachment for her on but I think the that, sexuality. I don't know that it means that. I think we can interpret it that way. But, you know, the sense I have was that if he hadn't ejaculated instantly... She would have experienced more of her uh, of her own sexuality. She would have experienced perhaps oral sex, perhaps vaginal sex, perhaps you know a more equitable sexual encounter. But she didn't. She experienced this like instant ejaculation, and it was over. And they didn't really talk about it again. Mm-hmm. He jumped up and cleaned himself off with, with some leaves and buttoned himself up, and and they didn't really discuss it. And all she was left with was that's cool. Fear and and sex go together. Mm-hmm. For an arousal, but she doesn't really explore her own sexuality. That's what I mean. Yeah. She's not, it's not that she elaborated that she was turned on or she said, no. I was wet from this. Right. What it was is it was definitely a power exchange because she didn't, she says she was not, hadn't seen a penis, you know, too, right. things like this. But she's the one that proceeded on all of it. Yes. She's the one unbuttoning him shirt. Yeah. She's the one thinking, I want to see if I touch men's nipples, if they really get hard. Right. So she's exploring. Yes. As an aggressor. Yeah, she's doing it. Yes. And that's, to me, that that's why I'm saying it's a power thing for her, mm-hmm. that she's exploring her sexuality, even at that first instance, versus she's like, then I saw his penis and I... I felt myself get wet, and I, right. I felt like I needed to touch myself or something. Right. None of that. None of that is happening. Right. And that's the difference. You know, even with young sexuality, even yeah. if you are not yet young and you haven't done anything, if there's a turn-on point, people often reference their own turn-ons in that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's illustrative of what's to come. Yes. For yeah, sure. I think it's definitely foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because she talks about her childhood. Like, she took him to a child favorite childhood spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the most beautiful part of the year in the Northeast. You know, the, the leaves are changing. They're up at Lang Champlain. She's got historical perspective. She's got some geology. You know, she's got, like, it's a place she knows super well. Mm-hmm. She's been there a hundred times. She talks about the way she, she related to danger. And, well, and that's her intimacy. She's being yes. intimate with him on a cerebral level like that. Yeah. And she's not getting... And she made a comment that she's not getting anything in return. Like, she keeps talking and she thinks his mumbles are... He's not really listening. His acknowledgement. He's yeah. not really listening. He's, so like, she, he's so like frozen in fear. If you think about that, she's kind of not getting that part of it. Either, of the, right. So she's then, you know, left with... I'm going to take some power here. Whether she's very cognizant of it at the time or not, that's what happened. Right. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, you know, in her telling of her early childhood experience about running into the lake, there's something really there as well. She talks about the part that she enjoys is the anticipation, the run, like that that rush that yeah. she gets from taking the action where there's no turning back. Yeah. So, so and that she's good at assessing risk. Assessing risk and then acting. Yes. Yeah, and all of that sort of fits into her character development, right? So we're, we're learning about her as a human being mm-hmm. and how she interacts with the world around her mm-hmm. and how she relates to risk assessment and action and how she relates to sexuality in some ways. Mm-hmm. So all of that's laid in. So this chapter, even though it's just a couple pages, gives us a lot of evidence and data about who she is as a character. Yeah, it, it, a real fundamental development of the character. Yeah as a young person but then you can tell just based on the first chapter yes that that's exactly what she's doing with her career too she's in risk management and assessment basically on wall street and so she's doing the same things right wow i see so much of the crossover even with her weird boss it's all starting to get a little clear like she she is one of the guys she talks with them like she was doing with this young guy sharing this stuff whether she's getting playback or not, it, she doesn't really care. No. It's, yeah, that's, that's a good development, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good chapter because it helps us, like, really get into her head mm-hmm. for what's to come. Like how she's wired, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I like it. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!